Today, I want to talk about relationships, y'all. And one thing I'm realizing on the podcast is that I am noticing myself falling into uh, that much more structured place with it. Like I'm trying to be an educational podcast. And honestly, that's not what this is. This is just space to be a full ass human. And I'm not trying to make it a type of podcast. But I've been noticing that, you know, I've been like preparing and writing more notes and and bullet points. And it's cool for me to have notes and an outline, but I'm noticing how I'm getting further away from what I intended for this podcast to be. So today it might sound a little bit more stream of consciousness, but that's what I want because that's what the fuck this podcast is. And today I want to talk about relationships, um, different perspectives about them, my personal perspective. And then I want to share a little bit of insight that I got from this book that I recently finished called The Spirit of Intimacy. So that's just a little bit of what we're going to get into in this episode. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the Full Ass Human Podcast, your landing place to reestablish a relationship with your humanness. I'm your host, Mel the Oracle, and since 2015, I've built a platform and community centering the human experience and re spiritualizing the journey of humanness. And so with this podcast, I bring all of that rich experience from the last seven years mixed with my personal journey and story to give you wisdoms and tools and new perspectives and essential lessons that support you in humaning better. Let's get into the episode. Hey, y'all. So I had this topic and this subject on my list of things that I wanted to talk about on this podcast for quite some time, but I recently rewrote it because I knew I was going to be reading this book that I'm sure I would glean a lot of insight from, but then it really pushed me forward to say, record this soon. Like don't wait to record this because I was on Twitter and this person tweeted, come healed, because I will never pay for another man's mistakes ever again. And it's so interesting, because on social media in general, just the internet, you know, just not even social media, but we use certain language that is so definitive and so limiting and we don't even realize it and then it becomes a trend and then everyone hops onto it and everyone creates their own opinion and perspective about something and it can actually become quite dangerous and when I read this I I had to like quote retweet it right away and I said All this quote unquote come healed rhetoric is deeply unrealistic. I get the sentiment, but the language is absolutely incorrect. Come compassionately self-aware, come prioritizing healing, come healing, come actively practicing being better. That language is more accurate. And then the person, you know, who the original tweeted was, he was like, yeah, AKA come healed. Like, why are you trying to be all difficult? (laughs) He got so defensive and I couldn't even engage with him because that, all of that 
that he was doing was not about me at all. But it also just made me realize how people in the world get so defensive about someone, um, you know, combating or having a rebuttal to something that they feel convicted about and they get so defensive that they can't even understand that maybe what the other person is saying about the subject or the topic may be there may be a lot of validity to it and it actually may be a healthier way to look at it and I find that online with the topic of relationships often this is the kind of back and forth that you see where someone will say something like come healed has been I've seen it all around the internet I used to see it all the time on Instagram before I left Instagram and it's like that's unrealistic as fuck and no it's not being difficult by checking you and saying like I get what you're trying to say but watch the language because everyone on this platform is absorbing information so quickly and a lot of times we're not tapping in to to say like "Mm -hmm, does that feel true does that sound true maybe before I take this on as something that I start spewing for myself or or create an opinion about maybe I should like see if the language makes sense and if this is realistic like how might I be warping my expectations about a relationship if I take on this you know come healed or whatever the statement might be as true like how might I be destroying the reality of what it's like to be relating with another human if I take this on as true so you know with that interaction with that person on Twitter it was like yeah Mel you want to talk about this so talk about this shit and you don't have to wait until later So it also brought back this memory that I had and it happened not too long ago, but just a little while ago, this man, we were in conversation and he asked me if I was looking for a partner or a husband. And it took me a second to process his question. And then I felt kind of odd because in that moment, moment, my instinctual answer was not Yes. My natural response was I'm looking for exactly what I need in order to grow within this season of my life. And I know some of y'all are probably like, oh, my God, girl, why do you always have to get so (laughs) why do you have to get so deep with your answers? You know what I mean? But life is deep to me. Uh, Life life is spiritual to me. Life is Life is deep, you know what I mean? Yes, we can be carefree and we don't always have to put deep meaning to everything. Trust me, I totally understand that. But for me, life is deep. So when I have a question, I don't like to answer in fucking cliches and, you know, like these boring ass platitudes. I like to answer truthfully. And that was my truthful answer. And so after finishing that conversation with him, I was thinking more about how odd I felt when I answered that I did the way that I did. 
and also like to dig deeper into my answer and why that came up instead of something that I expected because I personally I do I do desire a, a mate I do desire a deep connection with a person um I do desire you know like love in that way in a, in a partnership with another person that is something that I desire and I will say for other women people but I know that women is most of the audience that listen to my podcast I totally understand like being goal oriented with looking for your partner and your husband right like it is not wrong to want a partner or to want a husband or to want um you know like a deep connected sacred relationship and to direct your energy towards that right like i feel like that was very much a deep overt goal of mine at some other points in my life however as i get deeper into my womanhood journey and as i study myself more what i have found as a constant thread for me is that i actually value growth expansion and organic connection more than i value having a specific type of relationship and oftentimes the desire to be chosen to be someone's someone <laughs> to fulfill some fantasy about being in love often for everyone not just women but often can outweigh the deeper intention of the purpose of relationships and I'm I, honestly all the purpose of relationships is to grow to relearn to unlearn to serve as and to receive a mirror that's it's all for self-growth and growth together too right but it still all leads back to you and in my opinion at this time in my life because it could change but I don't necessarily see it changing but in my opinion at this point in my life any other expectation beyond that is getting far away from the point of relationships and i don't say that in a self-righteous place because i i i would be not telling you the truth if i didn't tell you that i struggle with that sometimes with i i struggle with staying rooted in knowing what the true purpose of relationships are but not adding my own extra meanings and expectations beyond that right anything that we add on to that as far as the purpose of why we enter into relationships whether romantic platonic or otherwise we're it's extra it's 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 now us projecting you know some shit that is kind of delusional uh so I would be lying if I didn't say that I don't have some conflict and struggle with that myself but at the end of the day 
at this point, I understand fully what the purpose of relationships are. And so it makes it easier for me to answer the way that I did to that question of I'm looking for exactly what I need in order to grow and for the lessons that I need to learn right now in this season, in this era. If you think about it, especially in the West, we have deviated deeply from the purpose of why we relate to, why we connect, why we enter into relationships with other people. And so then it creates um, not a reality, but a delusion around it all. So for me, if a life if a life partnership comes along or is already here, right, in the ether for me, that's beautiful. And I will accept that. I'm here for it. And being with someone will never trump my desire to simply grow, to feel and experience as deeply as I can while I'm here, and for them to do the same. This is, this is the whole point of why we flow into and away from each other at and for different timelines. So I'm interested to know, you know, how you all feel about what I've said so far, because, you know, when we talk about relationships, everyone has their own experiences. And depending on where you are in your life, as well as what you've experienced and what you've allowed yourself to experience as it relates to relationships and different relationship dynamics, you're going to feel differently. And I said aloud very intentionally because my main experience with relationships have been monogamous, choosing monogamous relationships and like being someone's woman, you know, like I, I'm not a casual dater. Uh, I'm not a like serial dater, you know, I find a person um, I rock with that I'm interested in that I the feelings you know there's been space and time for us to build and the feelings are there and I feel connected to their spirit and then we rocking you know what I mean that's kind of that has just been my experience with relationships and so what maybe we're going on a couple years now but Almost a couple years ago, I met this man who I have have because he's still around a very deep spiritual connection with. He feels very familiar to me, you know, like we've moved in in other lifetimes together and we uh, we did meet via social media, but we've spent these last, you know, almost couple of years connecting offline and spending time together and it's been dope. And the reason why it's been so dope is because, you know, there was a moment where we attempted like a, a, a exclusive relationship, but it couldn't really go far because he had a value for a different type of relationship dynamic than I did. And I think that it just wasn't, that was the part that kind of made it non-compatible. 
But in allowing myself to explore a different type of relationship dynamic. So instead of me saying like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I am not interested in a polyamorous type of relationship. I allowed myself to see how I really felt about it. And I can't, sometimes you can't do that just in your head. You can't always just sit and think about like, okay, well, how do I, what do I think about this? Hmm. Let's see. How do I feel about this sitting here in my room, thinking about it, looking out the window and contemplating? Like sometimes you have to allow yourself to experience something different, to know how you really feel about it, to know that you're moving from a, a self-studied place versus a conditioned place and a lot of us don't allow ourselves to do that especially in romantic relationships we you know either we sit and like pontificate about what it would be like to maybe try something different but we don't really do it so anytime that we are in conversation about relationships or relationship dynamics we're we're talking about we're usually talking from um conditioning versus actually living and allowing ourselves to experience and study ourselves through that experience to know like, yeah, actually I tried that and it's a no for me. And that's what I allowed myself to do with this relationship. Like I got to see, hmm, damn, like how do I feel to know that this person, you know, is um, spending time with another partner or developing relationships outside of ours. What, like what really comes up when I'm actually in this shit, you know? Um, and, and, and like what, Hmm. Okay. So when this feeling comes up, like, what does that really mean? Uh, what have I been taught that that means and like break that down, but I get to, but it's, it's me getting to study, me be myself being in the actual experience. So this is what I'm saying. This relationship with this man allowed me to meet parts of myself that I hadn't before because I'd never allowed myself to. And at the end of the day, right, I still decided, you know what, that type of relationship dynamic, it really isn't for me. But I'm glad that I got to meet the male that lives and experiences that type of relationship dynamic versus just thinking and perceiving from my little safe space that I don't like that and that I don't fuck with that instead of going and experiencing it. So that's why I put so much emphasis on allow, allow, allow. Um, Man, you, you just get to, like I said, meet so many different parts of yourselves when you One, again, like anchor into what is the point of us relating to other people? What's the point? And it's all about growing yourself, relearning and unlearning, Um, uh, deconditioning, like stripping yourself of maybe what you've been taught, but actually through your experience, studying that for yourself. You know, and even thinking about like another, a totally different relationship dynamic. Um, I have a man in my life who is like the brother that I've always (laughs) wanted, uh, but never truly had. Like I've had 
men who have, you know, claimed to be, you know, my best friend or call me their sister, but uh, underneath it all, like they had an agenda. Like in high school, I had, there was a guy who we were really close and like I called him my brother because that's genuinely how I felt about him. He called me his sister. We built that relationship over years and then one day he sent me a dick pic and it's like, wait, (laughs) wait a second. You know what I mean? So like a lot of times it can feel, it can be hard to think of platonic relationships between men and women because of either experiences that we've had or the way that people perceive um, the only way that men and women can relate to each other. And a lot of times people think the only way is sex. It's sexual attraction. It's, you know, romantic attraction. It's, you know, and me and my brother, we were talking about this, like that shit is so unfortunate because our friendship is so dynamic and depth field and we learn so much about I teach him so much about the feminine and he teaches me so much about the masculine and we could never get to this place if we moved in the world thinking that it doesn't make sense to have or it's impossible to have a true true deep platonic friendship with someone from the opposite sex A lot of times, and he talked about this with me as well, like a lot of times men that he knows literally naysay having or the idea of having a platonic relationship with a woman because they're always trying to fuck, you know, they're always trying to see what's going on or, you know, (laughs) it's always something that's fucking limiting as hell that keeps them from that or they feel like they're going to be a simp you know if they are spending time with or even spending money on a woman who is not their woman or who they're not having sex with like these are the these are the limiting beliefs that we have that are hindering us from having dope relationships with other other people and especially people from the opposite sex and he says all the time like in response to you know his friends and these men that he knows, like he tells them all the time, you're stupid as fuck. (laughs) You are dumb as fuck. And he brings up our relationship. Like there is so much that I've learned about being a better man, a better human and a better potential partner and husband to whoever I decide to be in relationship with in that way, because of this friendship that I have with Mel Y'all, I'm currently editing this episode. This is actually weeks after I've recorded it, but I actually have a voice message from my brother Lyndon that happened just a couple of days ago that literally from his mouth reiterates exactly what I'm talking about, about our relationship. So I'm going to play it for y'all now. I just, I felt the need and want to reiterate for real how much I fucking love you and how much I appreciate you and how much you've helped me and how much insight you've given me um, when it comes to women, women of higher consciousness, femininity, um, dealing with all of that, dealing with myself as a man, 
father, a partner from that perspective, like it's it's definitely been extremely life changing, like as fuck. And I don't know, I feel like this is just one of those moments where it sinks in. Um, and it's just, you know, it's just one of those, it's those, those thankful moments, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel so fucking grateful that I met you, you know, shout out to HQ, you know, that we, we connected in the way we did, the fact that you reached out, um, you know, like that shit's, it's just, man, I'm telling you, it's some powerful shit, man, it's some, it's some game change, it's some life changing that shit. And it really does pain me almost in a sense of how many dudes write that shit off because of silly shit. You know what I'm saying? Only worried about sex or only worried about time, money, and resources. And, you know, just trivial little dumb shit that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're dealing with the right woman, the right type of woman. And I'm talking about whether you're talking friends, whether you're talking uh, a spouse, you know, whatever the case. You know what I'm saying? If a woman is coming correct, you're not going to have none of those problems. And if you come coming correct as a man, you're not worried about none of that shit. So, you know, I say all of that again to just say thank you. I appreciate the flying fuck out of you. And, um, yeah, I'll probably just end up just saying that until the end of fucking time, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, you know, get, I guess just get used to it. I'm so glad that he gave me permission to share that because I think it is so imperative that other women hear a man say that to a woman who was a platonic friend. And I think it's important for other men to hear a man honor a woman in his life in that way. And uh, it's really important. And so I'm, I'm glad that I got to share that. Now back to the regularly scheduled episode. Man, it's just... Y'all, we have a lot of dumbass, limiting, ego-centered perspectives and ideas about relationships that hinder us from the growth that is our birthright, that is the purpose, that is the reason for why we're here. And I, I wholeheartedly intend to resist that and continue to stay anchored in their purpose and to like correct the bullshit when I see it, you know, whether it's online or in person, because it, it that's staying connected to the true purpose, which is to, to learn, unlearn, grow, expand, keeps us like that's what keeps spirit in our relationships. That's that's what makes relationships a spiritual experience for us. And speaking of that, I mentioned before this book that I finished reading called The Spirit of Intimacy. I'm sorry, The Spirit of Intimacy, Ancient African Teachings in the Ways of Relationships by Sobonfu Some. She's one of my favorites. Um but she has this small book and it really talks about the difference between relationships in the West and relationships in the village and specifically 
her village that she comes from in West Africa. And there's this passion. I literally just opened the book. So the elders teach that if our relationship with people around us is focused on sexual attraction, it diminishes our capacity for friendship. Mm. And our eyes will not allow us to see others as they really are. That was one, but this is the one, and this is from the chapter, The Illusion of Romance. So that was a good word, but this was a good word too. Romantic love doesn't really fit in the village. It just doesn't work. The kind of passion, the kind of emotion and connection that Westerners look for from a romantic relationship village people look for from spirit the power of romantic love in the west is really a symptom of a separation from the spiritual come on and if i take it a step deeper like she said it's it's really looking for if it's the age old, like looking for that love and that passion and that intimacy from your romantic partner or someone that you want to partner with, like she said, is really a symptom of separation from the spiritual and the way that I, I mean, you can take it literal for what she said, but you can also take it to like the age old of like looking for all of that shit in another person and expecting that person to fulfill that seeking and that searching that you're doing is completely impossible because what you're really searching for is that in your relationship with yourself, which is spiritual in nature. That's like, that is before your relationship with whatever you believe as far as the intangible world you can call it god you call it allah you call it spirit you call it universe after that is is cultivating a relationship with that with yourself and then it's relating to other people so i feel like what she's saying is like we in the west are so deeply deprived of intimacy with ourself and intimacy with that intangible world that we, uh, so many of us claim to have a true trusting relationship with that we then, so like we are just with our beliefs and what we've been conditioned, we have turned offline our ability to find that connection with ourselves. And so because that is turned offline and deeply disconnected, we look for that in other people and that being the driving force for romantic relationships and even platonic relationships, but like it's real deep in romantic relationships with that being the driving force. It makes sense why that shit is in shambles here. Like (laughs) why we just can't get a grip on the true purpose on how we can build healthier relationships with our ideals and perspectives about relationships because we're just (sighs) we're just deeply connected disconnected from what it truly means to relate with another human as a human being we forget that we're relating with another human being so all the realist unrealistic shit that we put on the other human being, i.e. come healed, 
I just did air quotes. It's just, it's so ridiculous and it's so limiting and it's hindering us from truly having something sacred and enduring, you know, and um, something where spirit is at the center. I really do suggest this book, especially for uh, those of us from the diaspora, because So Bone Flu Some really dives into this non-white way of developing intimacy with a person and with each other and how one of the main, two of the main ways to do that is to center spirit in the relationship to keep that as center and not just saying like we go to church together we pray together nah it's actually centering ritual um and being engaged for real in the process of keeping spirit at the forefront of your relationship and then also talking about how involving community in your relationship is actually extremely healthy and it allows the couple to take the weight off themselves to simply try and navigate a relationship by themselves and she kind of talked about that being a big reason why relationships in the west are often so unsuccessful because we we don't include community to support us through you know it it asks too much of two people to try and navigate a a relationship on their own and so again these are really new different perspectives but it's very african centered (laughs) and um it's just it's you know it's some things for us to ponder and think about and see what resonates and what we can take and you know leave the rest but it was really interesting and perspective shifting to read this book and um in the midst of just having my own thoughts come up and wanting to have this conversation it just added a nice little little spice you know little spice to my thoughts and and my ponderings and my musings upon the subject so yeah, this was stream of consciousness, but you know what? I fuck with it. I fuck with it. And I I hope that, you know, maybe you take something from this episode. I, I really am curious to hear you all's feels and thoughts about this. So, you know, you can always leave me a voice message. Apparently that voice message um, feature, when I respond to you all, the responses are coming back to me. So you're not even getting them. So I'm so sorry if over the last six months you have been sending me a voice message and you haven't gotten my response. I have tried to reach out to support about that and it's been a week and a half and I haven't heard anything. So if you don't feel comfortable with that, you can always just send me an email. My email is down in the show notes. I will actually leave the link to this book in the show notes as well because I really think that we should all have it in our library. It's a really quick read And um, it'll just get your mind opening and turning a little bit, thinking differently about relationships. All right, I'm going to close the episode there. And you know, as always, 
take care of yourself, drink water, rest, drink tea. If you are struggling this season with like a lot of mucus and you have a cold or respiratory issues, um, try some onion tea. I'll leave a link for that in the show notes as well, as well as marshmallow root. And uh, marshmallow root is really good for clearing phlegm and mucus, but also moisturizing like the mucus membranes in the respiratory tract as well. So if you have like a dry cough, it helps to moisturize that tract to ease the inflammation as well. So I'll leave a little link for that in the show notes as well, too. But until the next episode... I hope that you all take care and we'll talk in the next episode. Hey, I know you're still processing another potent episode of the Full Ass Human podcast. But before you go, I want to invite you to come hang out with me on my show, Multi-Passionate Mastery. If you're someone who has a lot of talents and a lot of passions and you don't subscribe to the idea that you have to choose just one thing in order to be successful, then you're going to love the conversations that we're having over there. And I'm not inviting you to listen to my show just so I can pump you up with empowerment content. You're going to leave with tangible tips and holistic approaches to common problems that multi-passionists face, like focus, prioritization, knowing how to choose what to start with first, and that type of thing. If you're not sure if the podcast is for you, you can start with the episode titled, Are You a Multi-Passionate Creative? Here's Five Ways to Tell. That's episode 38. So click the link down in the show notes or find Multi-Passionate Mastery anywhere you listen to podcasts. Hope to see you over there soon.